Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, the Chiefs are headed to Arizona. Frank Clark and Chris Jones sound off on Cincy, and it's a tough day to be the mayor of Cincinnati. Now, two jabronis who need to know their roles and shut their mouths today. Cody Tapp and Alex Gold. Let's go, man. What's up? This is going to be one of those next two weeks where, like, how can you not have a smile on your face? How can you not be amped Feel great. up? We're all on adrenaline today. It's going gonna, it's gonna to ride forth through the rest of the day. You can, get, you can get the nap in a little bit later on. I go to bed a little bit earlier on tonight, but the party continues in Kansas City. Once again, headed to a Super Bowl. And, oh, yeah, we're going to have some fun at Cincinnati's expense. Both the mayor, the city, some of those players that we're talking all kinds of you-know-what for really the last year, not just the last week or so. And now they are the ones headed to Cancun or wherever the hell they want to go for the next couple weeks for their vacation while the Chiefs are getting ready to go win another Super Bowl. I feel fantastic. And, of course, none of us slept last night, so that's still yeah, what time did you guys? What time did head hit pillow? Uh, 1.15-ish. That's about the same for me. Yeah, that's probably – I think I got to the bed at about 12.30 – but I would say that there was still some like, ah, I want to make were sure you under the cover. Were you under the covers watching highlights? <laughs> I definitely was laying in bed just on Twitter scrolling and watching clips throughout for like I'll, an hour and a half you in, know, in, while in bed. Definitely. Last night was probably the first time during this, you know, five-year run of Mahomes and going to the Super Bowl three times. That was the first time where after the game I was – I found myself going back and watching the post-game interviews more than I was watching the highlights. Like I went back and watched Frank Clark's post-game interview and Chris Jones' <laughs> post-game interview like a hundred times. Because they were great. Times. That's, of course, why you watch them. On Friday, we're like, other than the obvious of just getting the win, like one of the moments we all could not wait for is post-game Frank Clark, post-game Chris Jones, and they delivered. Post-game Travis Kelsey delivered. You're going to hear from all of them, don't worry, throughout the show uh, today because it is going to be a party all day long, as it already has been. I know with the guys this morning uh, on Fesco in the morning and then, of course, with the drive later on this afternoon, you guys can interact with us on the text line, 913-586-7610. You're going to hear from Andy Reid live Coming up around noon, that's the expectation, at least right around noon, here on your official broadcast partner for the Kansas City Chiefs. But man, like, you look at everything that went into yesterday, everything really that went into the season to get the 14 wins in the regular season and getting the number one seed and would this be neutral site? What's going to happen? And, of course, then became the ankle injury and how is Mahomes going to look? Everything that went into it and yet... Here they are, despite the offseason and moving on from Tyreek Kill and everything, and, oh, they're going to take a step back. And you got idiots like Bart Scott out there saying the team's not going to even make the playoffs. And here they are. They're representing the AFC in a Super Bowl for the third time in the last four years. You and I have done this show for just over three years now, this month, three years. But this is the fourth playoff run we've uh-huh. had, and mm-hmm. they've been in the Super Bowl three of those four years. Nuts. It's 
to me, it speaks to their greatness that we knew existed, but this is just one of those things that cements it for you. Like, hey, are they a dynasty-type team? Like, are they of that level of talent, that level of dominance, that level of consistency? And the answer across the board is yes, they are. Of course they are. They have Mahomes and Reed. This is going back to the whole, like, I'll, why would Andy Reid ever leave this job? He gets Patrick Mahomes and goes to the Super Bowl every damn year. I wouldn't go anywhere if I were them. Like, when you look at everything that played into, not just because, like, in the game, he's missing a bunch of players, right? More guys get hurt. He, We mentioned the ankle. You could tell that as the game went on, it's bothering him a little bit. And it just, none of it mattered. As much as Cincinnati talked, none of it mattered because they're still there. They're still the team going to the Super Bowl again. It's really hard, I think, for like Chiefs fans. I feel like have to appreciate this kind of run, maybe even more, because before this, they'd never even hosted an AFC title game. And now they've hosted five straight. In the five years, Patrick Mahomes have been a new starter. They'd been to like, two, you know, they hadn't been to a Super Bowl in 50 years. Mahomes shows up, they go to three and four. It's like every time you're like, does a quarterback, is that really there? You're like, yes, obviously. But especially when you have the one, because that's what it was for me last night. I don't ever want to hear another stupid person try to convince me that Joe Burrow is better than Patrick Mahomes ever, because look who's going to the Super Bowl again for the third time in four years. And this time they don't have to play it at a, you know, yeah, it'll be a, play true, a, road a game, true neutral nice. site. A true neutral site Super yeah. Bowl. It's not going to be in, in someone's backyard like it was in, in Tampa. It's going to be in Phoenix where we all know the the, the Chiefs season began uh, against Arizona. Let's hope they have new turf. We'll have multiple weeks to talk about all that kind of stuff. They better have some new turf out there. That's what led to some injuries early on in the season, uh, of course, for Kansas City. But you're right about the, the whole quarterback and, and legacy kind of stuff that everybody was trying to nationally build up before this game even took place. Like this idea that this one particular football game – uh, could go and decide and change the, the the real narrative around one or two particular quarterbacks. We thought it was foolish at the time, and, and you're right. Like, you never want to hear that anymore because guess what? Out of all the active quarterbacks in football, it's over. While they're playing and while Mahomes is playing, nobody else is going to be able to surpass him. We can stop having any of those conversations. They were dumb already, and now it's done. The one chance that somebody had was Joe Burrow. The one chance to even crack the door open was if he would have got to the 4 and 0 mark and then go and win a Super Bowl this year. Well, now who, the 3 and 0, you're 3 and 1 and you're 1 and 1 in AFC title games? Who gives a damn? And even the one Super Bowl that you lost and Patrick Mahomes has been to 3 and he's going to have a chance for 2, which would make him one of 13 quarterbacks ever to have multiple Super Bowl titles. It's just it is obviously special, not that everybody didn't know that, but they they stand apart so obviously because, again, I don't think it was unreal. Like you're saying, oh, this was supposed to be the step back here. Fans, we were saying that. We weren't trying to be overly critical of the team. We were trying to be realists. We're saying, okay, you know what? Teams don't make the Super Bowl every year, and they just traded away a number one wideout, and they had 10 rookies play in the AFC title game, right? It's like, you know, this is the year where they're supposed to be like half step back to take several steps forward and then be right back in the game. Then they go out and they win the AFC West. And I think that the thing I always, the thing I always think about this team that I, that I clearly underestimated is I didn't realize how tough this team is tough. That's how they got to the 14 wins. Wasn't always pretty. This game wasn't always pretty. There were times I thought they were going to lose it multiple times. That ball slipped out of Mahomes' hand. I'm like, yeah. well, screwed there. So that's a problem. And 
Like there were several moments, that, but they're, they're, they were way tougher than I ever imagined. And that comes down to the same few players that matter. Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Patrick Mahomes. You know, it's like the same guys. You'd be like, yeah, that's why. They follow those guys' lead, and we're good here. And it turns out all those close games and the frustration of, man, they're, they're not winning impressively enough. You know, they're, they're not covering the spread, you know, grinding out wins. Well, it turned out that, in a way, maybe paid off, to your point, Cody, about the, the toughness of the team and being able to grind out a win against a team that, you know, going in was the, one of the hottest, if not the hottest team in football in the Cincinnati Bengals. And for Kansas City to win in the fashion that they did, uh, we'll talk throughout the show today about the injuries. You know, 25% it felt like of the roster got hurt yesterday against Cincinnati, and yet you have your quarterback on one leg. You've got, with all due respect to Marcus Kemp, Marcus Kemp is one of your wide receiver options on crucial drives. You know, it got to a point where you, you had Kemp and Sky Moore and MVS as your top weapons, I guess Kelsey as well, but Kelsey was dealing with a back injury and ended up being a game-time decision. And he, of course, was incredible yesterday, considering everything has been incredible throughout the entire postseason run now uh, for, for Kansas City. But yeah, that, that was a game in which you knew after hearing from players as well, despite everybody except for Willie Gay maybe during the week, everybody else kind of kept their mouth shut and didn't openly acknowledge the noise coming out of Cincy. Yeah. And it, and it backfired on Cincy as well because I, one of the things you could have said about Cincy throughout the last season and a half-ish is that you know they played the underdog role. That worked for them. That worked, and suddenly their cockiness and arrogance came back to bite them in the ass because they decided, Cody, to take the uh, different approach I felt like than they ever had when they were having success. Cincinnati decided to take the way more outspoken, arrogant approach and, and stop with the underdog stuff and go after Kansas City, having their mayor even as well, as we all know, make himself that look idiot. like a moron. His, his own constituents in Cincinnati didn't like the kind of crap he was spewing leading up to the game yesterday. And that was not even what Cincinnati was about when they were last year's run, nope. most of the regular season. Then they, they, they got full of themselves way too much. And it came back to bite him in the ass yesterday. And now because of that, oh, because of that, we've got some incredible sound from Chiefs players who openly acknowledged after the game every little thing that we heard out of Cincinnati. This was me. This wasn't the most animated one, but because it's from Mahomes, it's just so good. Yeah, I mean, you got Burrowhead. You said, I mean, they beat us last time. They were talking about we, we got to play them. There was a lot of stuff. I mean, the mayor came at me, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I understand he's the mayor of Cincinnati, so he has to think about something. But, uh, I mean, it's, it, it's something that you just got to play the football game and then let your play do the talking. Like, it's just, like that part of it is so good. And we know the Burrowhead, my we'll ass. We'll see y'all in Burrowhead. Yeah, buddy. We'll see y'all in Burrowhead. Yeah, Joe Burrow, who's 1-1 one one now at Arrowhead. The fact that they were even saying that after one and one and zero is the most ridiculous thing ever, and you couldn't back it up. And if they keep losing, it's just going to make it seem more <laughs> like if yeah. like like imagine if they lose it at Arrowhead next year, and then they're one and two. Like, can you believe they had the nerve <laughs> yeah. to call gonna, it Burrowhead after one game? We're going to fast forward three years from now, and somehow the Chiefs maybe hopefully are just dominant of the series. We're like, <laughs> what? You're one and four now, and at one point, yeah, that that's very. By the way, that's very possible at this point. That's something like when you talk the way they did and then you lose in an AFC title game and oh, you're you just devastated. Like you got to wear it, but also like we always talk about hangovers and psyche and all that mental part of the game. Like yesterday's game could have a major mental edge now for Kansas city for, for next yeah. season and beyond when, when you have what transpired uh, with the comments and the buildup and then not being able to back it up. This team doesn't fall apart on each other. At least that's always been the difference. Like Osai was getting yelled at. He was like, 
Come on, man. Why'd you touch the quarterback? Like what on their a, way what a to penalty. the locker room. I mean, one of He's the, getting yelled at by his own teammate. My mind immediately went to you guys remember when the Chiefs played the Browns years ago, this probably early 2000s. Dwayne Rudd, right? He took his helmet off, one of the dumbest pe- penalties we would see. And that was a regular season game. Dwayne Rudd took off his penalty. The Chiefs then were able to kick a field goal and win the game. I don't know what that was, 2002, maybe, or something. I'm not sure. Maybe it was a little bit earlier than that. Other than. That play, I don't think last night I've ever seen a dumber penalty. Considering what was at stake, for for the of course for referencing the third, third down mean, scram- the third down scramble. This isn't the day for out fifty five outside offsides, but you know we don't you know the, the, things happen in big games. Really, Cody? That is it. He said Cody. he'd never seen a dumber penalty. Cody, the I Chiefs Dwayne, are going Dwayne. to the Super Bowl, and you're going to bring up one of the most gut-wrenching moments you know, honestly, in Chiefs history. The most impressive part is the Chiefs are like two plays away from five straight. Super Bowl mm-hmm. trips. And again, speaks to their dominance. Little things that'll happen, right? Even in the Patriots, little things happen that stop them from going to the Super Bowl every single year. It's not reasonable to ask any team to go all five years. It's that you just put yourself in position to be there every single day and every single every single year. They just show up at the same thing. And what is it? It's Arrowhead Stadium with a chance to go to the Super Bowl. And, and that's the whole thing. Like all that neutral side talk. What a bummer that would have been for that game last night. Yep. Arrowhead was electric. Dude, it was awesome. It was it was incredible out there. This was, it reminded me, you know, we talk all the time about the wild card game and you were there as well and it's in it and you're you're hugging people you don't know. I mean, we the, the group we were we had some of course annoying Cincinnati fans around us as well and they they left very quickly, very quietly, which was very satisfying because the entire second half they started chirping and were very very loud. They started thinking they were going to win that football game after being quiet in the first half and then they got their asses out of the section very quickly. Um but we're, we're in this circle of people. Everybody's like hugging each other at the end of that football game. Again, people you don't even know. People you just met while you're at the game. But that's what's awesome about sports. Like that that feeling and everybody's high five. People were crying in the, the row behind us. That's what that win meant. And Arrowhead was birth. Arrow, Arrowhead was was incredible. It was it was in all you know. It's one of the, another. Add that to the list of very special moments at Arrowhead. It doesn't matter if it's five straight games you've hosted at Arrowhead. That one to your point because of all the trash talk and buildup. Yeah, 2019 Titans game, it was the first one. You didn't know you were going to be in, in, in three more after that uh, and get to another couple Super Bowls in, in years past, you know, prior to that. Um, but seeing the trash talk and being able to, to win in that fashion with, with everything that transpired made it that much more enjoyable. And neutral site games would suck. You're right, because you get to have fans. You get to have Travis Kelsey saying what he said in front of a home crowd up on the podium while Jim Nance is desperately trying to make sure Travis Kelsey doesn't grab the microphone from him. He should have just given him the microphone. What's the difference? Like he was, didn't you want that on your broadcast? Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. Oh, man. All-timer. You got to fight. And then later at the podium said that Cincinnati was better when Jerry Springer was the mayor. Like he did some <laughs> research on former Cincinnati. Well, mayors. No, he went to college there. He he's, knows. From, yeah. he's from that era. And also he's the mayor, done his mayor Quentin Lucas made that kind of crack and joke before the game even started when he was responding to that idiot mayor and, and Sensi who looks like even more of a fool. But how today. stupid you he apologized. Be. Well, he was like, oh, you know, well, what else were you going to do? You got to walk back with your tail between your leg back to Cincinnati. Hop on that South. Yeah, he like challenges Travis Kelsey to a fight. Why don't you come yeah. say it to my face, pal? I, my favorite was Frank Clark, though. I thought his moment after the game, because he was such a, he was like a choir boy on Friday. 
When Frank Clark was talking to the media, we thought, oh, oh better have the dump button ready. That guy was in his, on his best behavior. And I thought, okay, something is up here because this is not the Frank Clark that we're used to seeing. What did he do? He goes out, gets a sack and a half, and then did, I, I think, is the greatest post-game interview maybe I've ever heard with James Palmer. I don't know who the hell they think they was calling this burrow head. I don't know who the hell they thought they was talking about. They us go finish us off. They will take their bum ass back to Cincinnati. Man, they came to Cheesecake and got their ass stumped off. I don't know what number one did. I told him to holler at me. I don't know what the bang. I told him all holler at me. I told him last year they didn't get my best. I told him this year they barely got my best. I told him with the playoffs, though, I'm the f***ing king. They got to holler at me every f***ing game. Let's go. Frank, he did Omar's line. Like, if you come at the king, you best not miss. Anytime, oh, anytime man. we get into an argument on air, that's what I'm saying as we go to break. I'm the effing king. <laughs> I mean, we knew it was going to be so good. amazing postgame for Frank Clark, and he, again, he lived up to it. He he absolutely delivered both in postgame comments and he absolutely delivered on the field. Whenever he publicly, I'll give him credit, on he, he knows when he's feeling it too. Like, you know, some players were like, oh, I always bring my A game and I'm always going to go out like, Frank Clark, going back two weeks ago, even. Yeah, he started talking before the, he was performing this way. Yeah, gave us the heads up. Like, no, I, I'm feeling it. Like, he he knows when he, for whatever, I don't know what it is, but he know we call it playoff Frank as we, you know. Yeah, he's like, feeling loose. But he knows when he's in that zone and, he, you know, he, he spells blood in the water, right? He knows when he's in that spot and, and he's been able to deliver, whether it was a couple years ago when he was talking like that. He knows if he's capable of putting together performance, and he backed it up in a huge way from the get-go. They set the tone. We'll talk about Chris Jones coming up in about 12 minutes. Trust me, Chris Jones, unbelievable. He'll get some time dedicated just to Absolutely. him on this show. Absolutely, Chris Jones will. Uh, but from the minute that game started, that first drive, Frank Clark, Chris Jones, they, they truly set the tone like, oh, wait, this is going to be different. All of us on the show. three sacks in the first two drives. Yeah, like all of us talked about, you know, can they break through? Would they be able to break through? Uh, that office line, finally. What is it about Cincinnati? You kept bringing up, Cody, right? The number two in sacks. Like, why can't they do it? Like, something about Cincy. They couldn't do it. They broke through right away. You knew it was going to be a different type of game against Cincy because of the three sacks that they got on those first two drives. Remember last week and I said, you know, this might be one of their better defensive performances of the year considering the circumstances, knowing Mahomes was injured and they needed a bunch of sh- stops. Not this one was better. <laughs> was well, it like, turns out, you're, to, answer, to answer that rhetorical question, Gold, like, what is it about Cincinnati? Turns out nothing. Turns out three mm-hmm. games is not a large enough sample size to draw a big sweeping conclusion about how one team plays versus another team, especially when all three of those games were decided by three points. Well, these two teams play dragouts. I mean, they, they, they get in battles. Like, versus, like, the Bills game that somehow sometimes end up in these, like, blowouts for one team or the other or one team controls the game versus another It's never really like that between these two teams, and I was never going to do this. But this goes back to what we were saying before the game. The most obvious part of this entire game is the Chiefs were better on the offensive line and better on the defensive line and dominated both areas. They were great on both sides of the ball. It's hard to win games if you can't win in the trenches. Yeah, you had great skill position players. They went up and got like 90 jump balls for Joe Burrow. But when push came to shove and you were forced – to make plays, you have to make them while under duress. And the Chiefs team never let up. That's, again, while they're going to the Super Bowl again. Yeah, just about every – if you just were to trip, simply never watch the game last night and all you did was go and look at the box score and you were just going through cat, you know, statistical category by category, the Chiefs destroyed them in just about every category. There was like two or three that they didn't. But whether we're talking pass yards and rush yards and turnovers and sacks, like go down the list. 
the Chiefs, much like in the first three matchups, yet again, it was the Chiefs from the beginning of the game controlling it in position, and then there was a, a door that was opened a little bit by Kansas City to allow Cincinnati in, and this time the Chiefs finally closed it. That, that, was, that was part of the conversation heading into the game as well. Can they actually close the game out? Would they, would they have another dumb penalty? Would there be a crucial turnover? For a little while, it looked like the Mahomes fumble was going to be oh, that one. No, that, that, that was a moment when I'm like, they're losing this football. Like, it, you know, we can all admit that there, I think sure, there was a moment for everybody in that game. That was the game you're like, no, you had it. You had control again. And then when he lost that ball and they went down and scored that touchdown, and t- I was like, oh, tied it up. You're like, no. But, but the, it didn't, none the of it difference matter. this go around, and again, we'll talk about Chris in a second, but the difference this go around is they had defensive players that yes. made the play. Obviously, Mahomes, the third down scramble, we'll, we'll talk about that, and, and we all saw what happened there. But the defense was able to get the stops throughout the game. That was the difference from the first three matchups to this one. They, they were actually able to get that stop. But now it's four games, Cody, and the margin is, you know, between if combined, the winning margin for all, all the games is 12. Like, the, Cincinnati won all the first three by three each, and now Kansas City wins the fourth one by three. So, yeah, these are these are dogfights out there. And then you get even uh, Patrick Mahomes' father, Patrick Mahomes' senior, Pat Mahomes, uh, talking to Aaron Ladd, a friend of the show, of course, from 41. You got a cigar on your own, I see. Yeah, I'm smoking the Joe Burrow. You smoking on the Joe Burrow? <laughs> I'm smoking on the Joe Burrow. How's know? it feel to be headed back to the Super Bowl? All right, it feels great, you know. You know, my baby boy did what he always do. You know, he's going to show up and, and show out, and I'm just glad he did it. So I'm smoking on a Joe Burrow is such a good line. This game had did this game have like the most lines ever coming well, out of it? It makes it makes Take sense. their bum ass back to Cincinnati, Burrowhead, my ass. I'm smoking on a Joe Burrow. Like the lines never end, seemingly. Uh when you have all the trash coming out of Cincinnati, all the trash talk, you're gonna get it back. Like the Chiefs did a great job during the week of downplaying it and not keep not opening their mouth for the most part. And then when when you get the win, the floodgates can open up and you get you get stuff like that. Whoa! Yeah. Burrowhead my ass! Oh, good. Dude, they acted like that was that was as big as them as winning a Super Bowl. And I know it was Pete. Pete had said, like, we're gonna look back on this and we're gonna be like, that was the Super Bowl. I hope that that means because the Chiefs won the Super Bowl and we'll look because I think I will. Like if the Chiefs go out and they win some 27-24 game against Philly and they win the Super Bowl, obviously it'll be a huge deal. This but like we'll look back at the Cincinnati game and be like, oh, that one was so much sweeter, though. I know it shouldn't be because the other one's a Super Bowl. But this one was sweet. Uh, give it a week. Of all the trash they talked. Give it a week, Cody. And tell me if you still feel that way. Fine. I know right now I'm with you. Right now this feels like. That feels that way? Yeah, but once once uh, those two teams get down to Arizona and you have another game to look forward to, I think that, that feeling might change just a little bit. But right now that's how I feel. That's I want to okay. talk about the moment. Live in the yeah, moment. I'm not, worried, I'm not worried about Philly right now. Ooh, yeah, we had two weeks to talk about the Eagles. And all, wait, that's not what today, that's not what this week is even about. We'll worry about Philly Eventually, we'll, we'll start All talking. Right, I'm Philly. sorry for bringing up the fact that the Chiefs are playing in the Super Bowl, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's cool. It is pretty cool. Wait, so when did you start on this show? Have they played in the Super Bowl since you started on the no, show? This is no, the first this one. is my second season. Yeah, this is the wow. first one. Well, I'm, I'm really happy for you, Nick. I know it's Big been news. a really it's been a really tough go up until now <laughs> with all the losing and stuff. You yeah, know, all those just making it to the AFC title you know, games and coming year, up short. Yeah, and- last year was such a disappointment the way they 
went to the AFC championship Nick's, game. And Nick's alma mater winning a national championship. It's been really rough for Nick on the sports front. <laughs> yeah, I just like I, I could I could use to catch a break here. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's just hard because from our show's perspective, since the second Golden Eye have started the show, the Chiefs have been in the Super Bowl three times in the four years we've been sitting here. The last time they went to the Super Bowl and we got to go, they had only been we'd only been a show for like a month. Not even that, like three weeks. Yeah, I mean it was it was a three week run, and then next thing you know, we were in Miami. And then in a parade. Those were fun times. Mm-hmm. I'd like to do all that again. Uh, well, you're, you're a win away from having that whole thing happen all over again. A win away are the Kansas City Chiefs from hosting uh, or having another parade in downtown Kansas City. That is all very much a reality and a possibility thanks to yesterday's win. Our NFL playoff coverage brought to you by Metro Ford. View our inventory online at kcmetroford.com. Up next, though, we said he had to step up. You want to get paid this offseason? Deliver. And boy, did he ever. That's next. Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. Brought to you by GAN Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, GAN Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Dunlap also lining up inside. Over the right guard, Max Sharpring. Third down and eight. Cincinnati Burrow retreating. And now he's going to be sacked. Down he goes. Down he goes. Chris Jones destroying the blocker on the near side. Mitch Holtis on the call. Chiefs Radio Network. That was sack number two for Chris Jones. He goes from zero postseason playoff sacks to two in one game. And that one right there was with the game tied at 20. Chris Jones deliver the best players usually step up and one of the biggest criticisms for Chris Jones going in was right postseason moments are you going to have your postseason moment and yesterday was the signature moment of Chris Jones career I understand he's won a Super Bowl and played a part obviously in that team that won in 2019 but yesterday was the signature moment get get your name uh, and talked about as the, the great ones in Chiefs history. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Get your name discussed all over the country. That's what yesterday's performance was. That was a, to your guys' point, that was a defensive player of the year performance yesterday domination best football player on the field type of performance from Chris Jones on 31 of 38 pass rush snaps. He was double teamed and the dude still got two sacks. 83% of the time they said, we're going to put two guys on you. He had six quarterback hurries. He or eight quarterback hurries. He had six quarterback hits. He once got held by two different people at the same time. Gold. They had one guy around each arm on Chris Jones. I mean, like, he's a finalist for Defensive Player of the Year. We had said earlier in the year that we thought he should have been winning Defensive Player of the Year. I understand that they didn't see it as close of a race as it should have been. They were wrong. They were wrong. Because this was uh, on a field where Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase were all playing. 
Chris Jones was definitively the best player on the field yesterday. That was one of the single most dominating playoff performances I've ever seen from a defensive player. Ever. Not just for the Chiefs, not just hyperbole because it's recent. He ruined 50% of Cincinnati's plays. On the, on the eight quarterback pressures he got on the game, five were incompletions, three were sacks, two he got on his own. So it's like he single-handedly ruined an entire top-flight NFL offense by himself. I get the other guys were good. Karlovs got a sack. Dana got some pressure. They got to Joe Burrow all damn day. For all the worrying that will they actually be able to get to Burrow they this delivered. time, they delivered in the biggest way, and no bigger than him, a guy that had to have wanted this so bad. Well, not, I mean, no longer will anybody bring up the, the, the postseason sacks. Like, that's done after yesterday and today as we're talking about it. Like, that's it. That's done. Like, that had to be so annoying. He, he publicly had talked about the AFC title game last year and, and, and how he wasn't able to bring down Joe Burrow because we all agreed last year's AFC title game, if, if he sacks Joe Burrow once, maybe once, they probably end up winning that football game because he had his arms around Joe Burrow a couple times and just couldn't bring him down. That was certainly not the case Yesterday, and they set the tone. He set the tone from the get go. When you get the sack as a, a defensive unit on the first three sacks on the first two drives, that was a, rem- a reminder to Joe Burrow. Oh, this is going to be different. Yeah, you know, you're not going to be able to mask it eventually. Going to be comfortable. You know that the the offensive line injuries. You're not going to always be able to overcome those. You did against Buffalo. What you know, give the Chiefs credit. Whether it was Buffalo didn't execute, whether it was the wet track up in Buffalo for the week prior, slowed their pass rush down. Whatever it may be, the pass rush wasn't Chiefs, as good as the, the Chiefs. Chiefs delivered. The Chiefs delivered. They backed up to their credit. Why they had the second most sacks in football this year. Steve Spagnuolo deserves a ton of credit. I know he's an easy target for a lot of people. He's uh, untouchable now, isn't he? He's, he's been the defensive coordinator for four years. They've been in three yeah. Super Bowls. It's not like his unit's holding them back. Just remember this in like week seven, when a fan gets upset. With some schemes, Spags is running. And look, I didn't love his plans against Cincinnati the last couple of times. But Spags is smart. He had a great defense. Yeah. Or he had a great pass rush on a good defense. He took advantage of it. They were able to get to him, Joe Burrow, that is, without blitzing. And that's where, where Spags, we always going to blitz. And he did. But he didn't have to blitz to get pressure. And that's that was the game-changing part. You know, that was, it, it wasn't, hey, we have to blitz to get Burrow. Well, when Chris Jones and Frank Clark and Karloftis are able to get pressure just up front, well, you're, you're, you're not forced to put your secondary in a bad spot or your linebackers in a bad spot. And that, to me, from the get-go, is, is what they were able to do in the entire first half. Second half, Cincinnati made some adjustments. That's why they started to move the ball a little bit. But when it mattered most, we, we, we said, hey, is there a moment that you feel that Chris Jones or Frank Clark, in this case Chris Jones, can get that big sack to essentially clinch a win? I understand the game was tied, but basically Chris Jones clinched the win because it allowed, of course, the Chiefs to get the ball back and, and, and put – Cincinnati in a tough spot allowed Sky Moore to have the big return to set up what would transpire after that, including the Mahomes run and then the dumb penalty that the Cincinnati player committed. He just, I, it would, it's really hard because like the defensive line just played so great, but it's just, man, it's just so, so I feel really good for him because I don't think it was wrong for us to be like, Hey man, you played in like 12 postseason games. You're going to get a sack. And I think we said, like, you know, if someone else is getting a sack, so what? And that's how I felt early in the game. Like, I could see Chris Jones was a problem. But it was like Frank Clark was getting them. Or Will, you know, like some of the other defensive players at first were the guys getting the first few sacks. And you're like, oh, oh here we go. Frank Clark again, baby. And it was just Chris Jones just needed his moment because he was the best player of the field. This is him, by the way, with James Palmer after the game. 
I think he's probably relishing in the moment and also was maybe the most, the loudest voice in the Burrowhead stuff. I'm not letting my emotions all bottle up throughout the week. There's a lot of talking going on. I don't, I'm not really much of a talker. Um, it's a full circle, 360, man. Um, these are moments I prepared for all offseason. I dedicated my offseason to this moment last year when I missed two sacks to end the game, and I put it up on myself. This game, we're going to end it up front. And that's what we did. We got a resilient group in our room, so with the D-line, and these guys fought through all night, man. The last thing you said to us when you walked off the podium here at Arrowhead was everybody enjoy Burrowhead. Did that motivate you all week? Hey, let me tell y'all something, man. Don't ever, 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 and I'm looking at the camera when I say this, disrespect Arrowhead. I don't care how many times you done beat us. Don't ever disrespect Arrowhead Stadium. G-E-H-A! <laughs> I like that he's the one company man on it. Oh, G-E-H-A! It's so good, but it's just... Because remember, he you knew he knew it because on Friday, he did leave that putting. He was like, Burrowhead, right? That's what it's mm-hmm. called? Burrowhead? And you're like, uh-oh. Yeah, well, they took it personally. And he's definitely. got a tear coming down his face during the national anthem. You're like, this guy's going to ruin your <laughs> world today. Yeah. You must have known. You must have known when he was saying Burrowhead, he's crying during the national anthem. Awesome national anthem, by the way. Yes. And then he just goes out there and singly dominates every single Cincinnati Bengals offensive lineman. They had no answer. He was moving around too. Left side, right side, center, didn't matter. All those guys were screwed. Every single one of them got beat by Chris Jones during the game. That's what he said. Like the, be- the, the best player on the field yesterday. And it was it was so noticeable. And, and he deserves all the... Patrick Holmes had 326 yards and two touchdowns I know, I know. On, gonna... a, on a bad ankle. And I'm telling you, I Chris know. Jones was the best player on the field. And Chris Jones deserves every bit of praise he's receiving today. Received last night. Will receive leading up to the Super Bowl. And, of course, we'll have plenty of time to talk about what they'll need again from Chris Jones against a very good offensive line. Uh, in, in Philadelphia, but that was, I mean, you feel good for, for Chris, obviously considering as he, as he said there, you know, his whole off season was built around uh, missing multiple sacks uh, against Cincinnati in the AFC title game. And to get an opportunity on Friday's show, we mentioned, you know, it's not often you get both individually or as a team to redeem yourself against the very team that sent you home in the very same situation. And this time, he was able to clearly redeem himself individually. The team did as well. Gets the win. Sends Cincinnati to, to Cancun, wherever Eli Apple wants to go. And I don't know if he's tweeted. His mom deleted her damn Twitter because she couldn't handle it either because she was talking noise. All of it. Love it. It was all fantastic. Imagine imagine lose, talking so much trash that when you lose a game, your mom's going to delete her Twitter. Your mom? She probably like, go, could you imagine talking so much trash? Your mom deleted her Twitter. And I know she has one. <laughs> like, she's just like, I can't take this blowback from Alex or my dad. Right. You'd be like, ah, too much. We all love trash talk, but when you don't back it up, you have to, you have to be prepared that there's going to be some noise coming back your way. And boy, was there ever from Kansas city. Cincinnati provided not bulletin board material, bulletin boards of material leading up to the boards game. And boards yeah. And boards. I mean, it's not even close. Now you mentioned Patrick Mahomes because we knew going in, okay, this guy's not going to be 100%. He's got a high ankle spread. That's problematic. But he's, he's going to play. We all knew he was going to play all week. Um, but what mobility would he have? We saw it. We saw it got tougher on him in the third and fourth quarter. It did, as we thought it probably would. But then on top of that, Cody, it wasn't just his health. Then I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take away Juju from you because Juju's going to get hurt. Uh, McColl, who gave it a go and, and try, you know tried his damnest to, to stay in the game, he's going to be out because he gets re-aggravated with an injury. Kadarius Tony, Kadarius Tony ankle injury, foot got caught in the turf. Uh, Justin Watson wasn't available because he was sick all week. Marcus Kemp, Sky Moore, and MVS, and we'll talk about 
Uh, Their leading rusher gave him 26 yards on 10 carries. That was an MVP-type performance. You were able to move the ball even when it seemed like a couple drives in a row you couldn't, but when it mattered most with a bad ankle, with your fifth or sixth wide receiver out there against Cincinnati with the game on the line, you're able to scramble on one leg, one ankle, to the out-of-bounds marker, which would have been close to a first down anyway, but then that whole play results in a dumb play. You made that Cincinnati player have to make that decision. And he was still a half step faster than everyone. He was. He was. It's the same thing. He beat you to the edge still on one ankle. This, I mean, this is of lore stuff. Like, I know we talked about, like, will this be his flu game? Of course it was. (laughs) His running backs, seven, not including his running, 17 carries, gold for 34 yards. 17 carries for 34 yards. He's throwing first downs to Marcus Kemp. That throw to MVS is a throw only he Mm -hmm. makes. Mm -hmm. It's an absolute dart. I remember MVS was asked about it after the game. He's like, he's got eyes all over his head. It doesn't make sense. He was down everybody. Like even Justin Watson, who's become a reliable guy when guys were injured, missed the game because he was ill. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't know that I would have said Justin Watson, some big, huge absence, but that's because I thought, McCall Hardman and Kadarius Toney and Juju Smith-Schuster and all these guys were going to be on the field, and it didn't matter. It's always the things that make you – because, like, people – someone will try to tell you. Someone will try to tell you today that Mahomes didn't play perfect. or But it's like he, considering the ankle and all the wide receivers that were gone, went for 326 yards, two touchdowns, and no picks. I understand he had the, the one mistake where the ball just slipped out yeah. of his hand. It didn't even stop him from winning. He was great. He just put it on his back again in the offense and said, it's cool. I got it. No big deal. And it wasn't even one of those like Travis Kelsey. Oh, I'm going to go for 15 catches and 200 yard kind of games. They used MVS more than anybody. They used Isaiah Pacheco out of the backfield. He hit anybody he had to in order to make this game work. And and I know it's not front and center because of how great Chris Jones was and Patrick Mahomes were yesterday, but I, I do think the offensive line deserves a ton of credit they as well. Great. They were fantastic. They really were a guy that gets a lot of heat and we'll have off season to talk about, uh, you know, what they should do. But Orlando Brown Jr. I thought played phenomenal yesterday. I thought the entire offensive line was really, really impressive against a defensive front, knowing that their quarterback wasn't going to be as mobile. And obviously Mahomes and his ability to just to, to make throws uh, makes their life easier as well. But they, they needed to step up and they certainly answered the call. That was like, you know, that, that truly was all the way around. Look how many guys we've already mentioned. We still have a couple more next hour that we haven't even focused in on. That truly was. Like I've talked about a single rookie yet and think about yeah. all the, oh, everything they did in the game. We, you know, it's, it's, it's something that people will roll their eyes out at times when people in the media or in general mention it. Like it truly was a 53 man roster win yesterday. You know what I mean? Like it, it, when you get down deep in the depth chart and Marcus Kemp, who wasn't active for many games this year to begin with when he's involved in the plan and you yeah, some of the rookies as well. And you have other guys that get hurt throughout the game. Like Darius Harris is back in like it truly wasn't was planning a, a, Brian cook's name as much as we did. Yeah, it was a true team 53 man roster type of win yesterday in the in the biggest game you can play in other than the Super Bowl. I it's just it was it's the most glaring thing that if you're a talking head on any show over the next three years and you try 10 years, right? Like you said, you try to ever talk yourself into Patrick Mahomes not being the best quarterback. Just do what you guys make fun of me on this show. It's very easy. Any conversation that starts with a quarterback playing great, doing something spectacular, doing something special is is he the best besides Mahomes? We can joke about those conversations because I'll suggest them on the air. Sometimes Gold will be like, hey, let's have a conversation about who's the most important player for the Chiefs other than Mahomes. 
because I can't have another. I, because otherwise, we'll just have the same conversation. Patrick Mahomes is a unicorn. He, on one ankle, beat the guy to the corner again. He made impossible throws. Hell, he was close to making two more ridiculous throws. Instead of flipping it to Jarek McKinnon, but he gets dropped there on the ball. Like, he ended up down, but he was getting the ball. Like, all day, he will do anything for the play. He always makes something happen. I think between everybody that had asked me about these conversations, it was always the same thing. Is that, And this is how I felt about it in the end. This was going to be over my dead body. He was not going to let them lose this football game. That's what we saw yesterday in a really gutty effort. And I don't know what percentage he'll be in two weeks with a high ankle sprain. Oh, yeah, a bunch of guys, they need that. They're going to need that two weeks for a bunch of guys that got banged up yesterday. And, you know, so we'll find out as the weeks go on yeah. uh, how they're available. But, yeah, you're definitely going to need uh, the, the full two weeks, not only for his ankle, but Juju's got, what, a knee injury and obviously the ankle for Tony. You know, Sneed was in concussion protocol. So it's, it's, it's good you have that buffer week getting set to uh, – to play out the Eagles in the Super Bowl as well. But let's get to Nick's notable notes. No. Nope, he doesn't want them today. You okay. tried to say it slow. I did try to say it really slow to buy him some time while he was talking to He Rob. said it like this. Nick's notable. Nick's notable notes. Sorry, guys. Notes. Rob, uh, Rob Bretton and I... Uh, been talking for like 30 straight minutes. Yeah, commonly, <laughs> commonly known as uh, from his time... On the drive. Yes. Here on 610 Sports Radio as the hmm. producer, we were engaged in a passionate discussion. Oh. Over? Passionate. Uh, Work-related topics. Uh-oh. So you can't share? I cannot. Okay. I cannot share at this time. Okay. But Quite I, the I might, Can you share later? I might be able to share later. There okay. is a chance okay. that later in the day I'll be able to share. Okay. You know, it's funny how much a win can change your perspective on things that happen in the game. When at the time, it felt like this is going to be the big story, right? There are a few moments in that game where you sort of, you're, you're setting them on one side of the column. You set the, the good things on one, whereas if the Chiefs lose, we're going to talk about this. If they win, we're going to, like, there are so many things that happen that because the Chiefs won, we will never talk about. Like the fact <laughs> that they completely bungled the end of the first half situation oh, on yeah. offense. Run the ball once, Three please. and out. <laughs> right. Didn't even run 30 seconds of game clock off. Gave Cincinnati but, a chance to score. Cincinnati got down to the five, too. But They're fortunate that got held down to a field goal. That might have been one of the better defensive stops of the game. Nick's right, though, because if they lose one of the oh, things. We're like, breaking that thing. That, down. we're talking about the decision to punt the ball. We're talking about Mahomes' fumble, for sure. But isn't that so interesting that we talk a lot when we, when we talk about coaches being fired or when you're watching the red zone on Sundays and you see coaches make mistakes with timeouts or fourth down decisions. And that ultimately is how we draw our conclusion on whether or not that guy is a good coach. And Andy Reid's been no different. There have been many moments over his time in Kansas city. And even before that in Philadelphia, where he was, he's been criticized for clock management and timeout management yet in that game, he didn't make a mistake, but we're not talking about, Oh, we need to have a conversation about Andy Reid today because they won the game. But just like that, there was an also a, an equally big swing in the first half when the Chiefs fourth and inches and they get that touchdown mm-hmm. to Travis Kelsey. And that was one of those plays. I feel like that is a microcosm of the season for the Chiefs in that Mahomes hasn't had as many of the explosive plays downfield where he's on the run and throwing it 50 yards on a dime. But it seems like every week he has one or two of those moments 
where out of structure, he makes a one-of-one -one play that nobody else in the NFL is making. And he does it so routinely. And I feel like that's sort of the, yeah, it's, that's the bridge uh, on which just, his MVP candidacy was built this year. Considering the circumstance, how many quarterbacks are even willing to throw the ball 25 yards downfield on fourth and inches? Like, you know what? I'm going to throw to him. You're well, like, the, you only need inches. You're like, don't care. might have one too. Yeah. Because he had a pretty big one on fourth On down fourth well. and six. That's yeah. right. And he threw that toss up to Jamar Chase. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. Look, we all I mean that that was what was fun about the game yesterday too. You know, she say you 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 were seeing the two best quarterbacks in in football yesterday. And I think to your point about the the special play that you never you, you always expect to see now with with Patrick Mahomes. That's how spoiled we are. Whenever you go to Arrowhead or whatever you're listening on the radio, watching that TV, however you're consuming the game, like you know, you don't know what it's going to be. You know every single time number 15 is out there. There is going to be something you've never seen before, and you're going to say, wow, and you're like, was that better than the wow that I had last week or the one that happened six weeks ago? Yeah. Like, and, and this is why already five, six years in his career, we always joke about the Hall of Fame speech and how, what highlights are going to make the background video that's playing while he's up there. Like, good luck. Good luck narrowing that list down. We each Every year or so, we try to go through, and we talk with our boss even, like, what are the top 15 plays of his career? And it's like, good luck figuring out the, and narrowing down the 15. Because guess what? Spoiler, here in two weeks in Glendale, there's going to be another play yeah. that gets added to that. Let me ask you this. Five years from now, how? what do you think we'll remember about this game? It's really easy for the Bills game last year, for example, right? 13 seconds. There, There's, there, there's the Grim Reaper moment. We have a lot of those over his career. What died quicker, by the way, Grim Reaper or Burrowhead? Uh, well, they be, each lasted about a week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we'll never speak of them again. Well, do you think we'll remember that as the Mahomes game or the Chris Jones game? So I'm going to remember about, to me, Chris, that was Chris Jones. That I think that's the, the Chris Jones game. That was the signature moment of Chris Jones's career. And plain and simple. And starting from he, the national anthem where you have him yeah, crying yeah, on yeah. the sidelines, even going back to his, his comments before the season began where he talked about he dedicated his entire offseason to this. And, and Joe Colon, defensive line coach at camp, while we're up in St. Joe, he says that for us to be, go to, he didn't say to win it, but to go to a Super Bowl, he said Chris Jones has to have a career year. Uh, if, that's exactly what happened. If he ever <laughs> ends up in Canton, which he'll have a chance to, Chris Jones, because he'll be remembered as one of the best defensive players of this era. Especially if he gets two rings. This will be the game. This will be the game they point to. This will be the, like, the highlights they play. Be like, look at them dominate that AFC title game on their way to his second Super Bowl ring. So, yeah, I, th I think it's the Chris Jones game. I'm with Not you. that I think Patrick Mahomes no, played bad. Look, he played great. I'll I just think it's the Chris Jones game. Yeah, because other than the ankle, the story was, could they finally sack him? Could Chris Jones make that signature play? And boy, did he have twice. Like, he had like a hundred of them in that game. Yeah, but t two sacks. But yeah, it's your point. He was impacting every play. He was, what would we say? He was double teamed 83% of the time and, the, and got two sacks and caused all. I mean, how many times did Joe Burrow have to just dirt the ball because he, he was going to get he sacked? He personally had eight quarterback pressures. And of those, they went five incompletions and three sacks, two of which were by him. He looked rattled. He looked rattled. I mean, there For were the first time, really. I there really were a few seen plays him. where you go, okay, maybe he's got it back. But especially early in that game, when the pass rush got after him early, that's about as bad as I've seen him look. Turns out he's human just like everybody else. Uh, quick uh, housekeeping note, Frank Clark, now 13 and a half postseason <laughs> that career hacks. All time? That is third all time. <laughs> he is one sack behind Bruce Smith. You might you might know him from being in the Hall of Fame. Uh -huh. And oh, he, familiar. Is, he is two and a half sacks behind the all-time leader, Willie McGinnis. So, and how many playoff games did Willie McGinnis play in? It had to be seven million. Well, he was on, he was on all that entire the Patriots, Patriots, Patriots teams. Was it 20 or 21 for Willie? I could tell you right now. 
I can tell you right right now, like right now, now 18 games, 18. Okay. So look, Chris right. Jones, very good chance. He gets one. He, way did he's have, playing. He did have, by the way, Willie McGinnis had four and a half sacks in one game. So that's insane. Chris should try. Um, uh, Frank should try that. I mean, if Frank Clark, gets, if, if Frank Clark gets a sack in a Super Bowl, I mean, he's already in position for it, but assuming Frank Clark continues to play for contenders, whether it's in Kansas City or elsewhere, like Frank Clark's going to end up being the all-time postseason sack leader in the NFL. He's 29. Yeah. He's so it's much gonna, younger it, than you it, think. It is going to happen. Like, as long as, I mean, if, if he stays healthy, he is going to easily almost at this point, you would say, based off of, of contenders that he's been on, whether he stays in Kansas City or elsewhere. That's nuts. But to a credit, he steps up in the biggest moments and... I can't believe this uh, offseason for the third time in a row, we're going to have to have the conversation and be like, bring Frank Clark back? <laughs> because it's, it's not it's not a crazy, crazy it's but not the Chiefs crazy. don't really sign anybody who's getting ready to be 30. I, I, only under the condition that we never, ever, ever talk about him during the regular season. Yeah, just wait till the postseason. Unless you're talking about what he'll do in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Playoff yeah. Frank. Like it's week six and you'd be like, you know what? Um, not bad. I'm interested to see what he'll do in 10 uh, weeks. Something changes, man. It's, he feels it. And, you know, the stomach suddenly is, is right and everything's right. And it's this perfect storm. And he, you know, he, like he says, he smells blood in the water. And when he feels himself, he is better than anybody at getting after the quarterback in postseason history. I mean, right, right now, you know, current active players, I should say. It's, it's nuts. That is Nick's notable notes thank you for the time guys you got it man nfl playoff coverage brought to you by twin peaks eats drinks scenic views up next though we'll talk more about of course the chiefs who are headed to glendale arizona and redemption for two chiefs players you're listening to cody and gold brought to you by gan asphalt and concrete for asphalt concrete and parking lot maintenance gan asphalt and concrete one contractor all things parking lot trusted in kansas city since 1994 online at gannasphalt.com subscribe and download all new episodes of nick's waving in the week podcast released every thursday on the 435 podcast network and the odyssey app t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.